Welcome to the GM's Office Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe. I'm your other host, Matt Palangi. And today we're going to be talking about the NFL playoffs. The wildcard weekend has just ended. We're going to be debating on who we think is going to win, talking about what we think each team needs to do to win, and some score predictions as well. Maybe throwing some other small talk there, but that's our main focus today. Let's get right into it. To start off today's episode, we're going to be talking about the NFC and then we're going to go to the AFC. We're going to go in order by seeding, not order by games. So we'll start off with the one seed playing this year's sixth seed, actually. We're going to start with the Philadelphia Eagles playing the New York Giants, Gabe. So me personally, I think that the Giants did play very well. They did deserve to beat the Vikings in that game. Daniel Jones especially looked very hot coming into that game, and he played, performed very well. But the Eagles have already beaten the Giants twice in pretty pretty convincing fashion, I'd like to say. Even though the last week uh, a lot of Giants yeah, backups kind of played. But fluke. if you look earlier in the year... Eagles dealt with them pretty handily back when they had, like Jalen Hurts was fully healthy. And yeah, I do sure. think if Jalen Hurts performs at his earlier season level and he's 100% after his injury and he comes out all fi- like cylinders firing, I do think that the Eagles will win this one by probably about 10 points, somewhere around there. It's crazy to me to think that I didn't even think the Giants were going to beat the Vikings at first, but even that, like, if the Giants do what they did against Minnesota, I actually think they're going to win. Do you think they're going to win? No. I, well, I think Philly's going to win because I don't think the Giants are going to be able to repeat that because Philly has a much, much better, defense. better defense. They Even, even honestly, their offense is better, too. Yeah, even though it's just they, more well-rounded, yeah, I feel like. No, yeah, no. The consistent. Philadelphia team is way more consistent. The, they, the only games that they lost was twice for Gardner Minshew and one yeah. game against Taylor Heineke. All three games that the Eagles lost, they beat themselves. I agree. Every single I one. I think the biggest thing, like the easiest way to beat the Eagles is you have to force them to turn the ball over early and they have to play from behind because once you take out, like you make them – they need to throw the ball. It's just like this mistake seemed to compound with that team. Yeah. Because when they can just when they get ahead early and they're running the clock and running the ball effectively, Jalen Hurts is running, Miles Sanders is running. Like, it's a very hard team to stop, especially like with that defense, like stout defense. They're gonna get. They have two of the best corners in the game. I mean, it's yeah. really hard to force them there. I think I think on offense they always get just quick touchdowns, and then they, their pacing has been elite all year. The way that they just control the whole game clock, starting at the second quarter. Against Minnesota earlier, that was Minnesota's first loss was to the Eagles, and Philadelphia went up early and just did not even give the Vikings a chance to yeah. come back. Even though the yeah. score looked somewhat close, it did not mean anything because they were just up so big. They were not even up so big. They just got the they just got what they needed and then just slow down the whole game completely. Jalen Hurts can run, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. They have three running backs who are all better than average, actually. I think Boston Scott's still yeah, decent. I agree. Kenneth Gainwell is okay. We haven't seen a lot of him, but he's good. Miles Sanders is pretty good as well. And you have Jalen Hurts who can also run the ball. So you only have four threats with their legs behind uh, the center. I agree, but I also think that like with that dynamic, that I think that it's more the offense that works rather than like the running backs are good. Don't like they're good. Don't get me wrong, but I think the offense also makes them look better than they are, which is why I do that's think Miles and Miles Sanders will go somewhere else this year. Yeah, because I don't see why the Eagles would pay to pay to keep them. No, but I think at, like at the end of the day, I think that the Eagles, their biggest thing is their offense makes players better. Yeah. every single player in that offense is looks better than I believe that they really almost truly are. Once yeah. they truly are, I guess. But, like, Jalen Hurts is taking a big step forward in the offense this year. You see A.J. Brown looks amazing in the offense. Devonta, yeah, Smith exactly. has, Devonta Smith has some very big games. And then, like, obviously all the running backs you said. I mm-hmm. feel like it just – they mesh well together, and it just elevates everybody, and that's what you can ask out of a good offense. So I feel like I feel like even with how – that roster on paper is really good. Yeah. I mean, look at the defense. Fletcher yeah. Cox, Hassan Reddick, Jordan Davis, James Bradbury, Darius Slay. There, it is, it is gross. And 
But I think the one thing that we have to give a lot of credit to is the Eagles is their coaching this season. As I talked about the yeah, pacing, they've control- they just always controlled games so well. The only mistake I really seen them make was versus the Washington game. And even the only reason they lost that was that Quez Watkins deep, like a wide open touchdown yeah, just fumbled, fumbled it. Yeah, that was and then they too. threw, I think there was a, a pick as well. Two picks, I think, actually. They threw two also. Yeah. yeah, I just think there was just stupid, silly turnovers. And... It, and then that late hit on Taylor Heineck, he was just dumb. It was it was actually a good it call. Was, it was a good call. I agree. A lot of people didn't agree with it, but it but was, yeah, it as was I'm saying, right every game the Eagles lost, they beat themselves. The the Cowboys game, the Cowboys didn't stop them once, except when they turned over the ball. Okay. Even though it was Garner Minshew, yeah, I, even yeah. though it was Garner Minshew, if Garner Minshew turned over the ball one last time, or t- or even maybe one, like actually one last time, they could have won. They could have yeah, won. Yeah, but I, but I honestly like see. I'm like it's Gardner Minshew out there, but at the end of the day, I think the bigger problem than that is that they did let Dallas score thir- forty points on them. Yeah, and their and defense. That, that, that's to say their defense. They have like. Other than linebacker, they have almost no holes in their defense. They also have like yeah. everyone, every single person you said. Plus, they have Garner Johnson. He led the league and yeah. tied for six picks this year. Yeah, game, so I mean, he went through my head. Yeah, like they, they have a very solid team. It's gonna be very hard for the like the Giants. Like, so if you were didn't talk about what the Giants need to do to have a chance to win this game, like what do you, if you're if you're Brian Dable, what do you, like what's your game plan coming out the? Uh, I would say I would say take your time and score for sure. I'd say use the time to your advantage because. Uh, if you don't, Philadelphia will for sure. Yeah. So I think Daniel Jones ha- I, you, Daniel Jones has to play like he did versus Minnesota. He can't turn over the ball. He's going to have to use his legs and his arm both effectively. You literally cannot make mistakes. Yeah, there's no room for error, I agree. Because once you turn the ball over, you get in the short field, they get up early. It's, yep. it's gonna be they won a lot of games because of that too. Yeah, their defense gets them on short fields a lot. And then they, yeah. their running attack just capitalizes on a lot of time. So I think, yeah, obviously that. And then I think that... The biggest thing they need to do is eliminate A.J. Brown in the passing game. I think they should put a lot. I agree, but I think that you focus on taking him out and then you worry about almost like Devonta Smith and other guys. I think you worry about Dallas them. Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I think you worry about them secondary because you've seen A.J. Brown against like the Steel. Like he just torches. Like the deep ball, the deep, like Jalen Hurts has thrown a very good deep ball this year. Yeah. And I believe that A.J. Brown's been on the receiving end of a lot of them. So I think if you eliminate that, the big play touchdowns, you make them work down the field, which obviously they can do, but the longer you keep like like the more you make them work and take the the shorter stuff the like more chance i guess that they make a mistake and they turn the ball over and say once they slip up and that's when you can jump on them so yeah definitely one thing you have to remember is uh even though their corners are really good in philadelphia they they uh, did they break the sack record for for a team in a season or were they just short I don't Either know if they, they were, were not, but they were the first. I think they were the first team to have like it was like it was just, like how many players hit like X mark like, yeah, sacks yeah, or something like exactly. that. I do remember, like they were just a well-rounded. So pass so team. that's huge so right there. Protect hard, Daniel yeah. Jones. His offensive line isn't perfect, but he had it's not even near perfect. Honestly, yeah. that offensive line's not that great, but they are better than they have been the last two years. They're gonna have to get the ball out quick. Because, yeah, he's yeah, gonna have to. Right. He's gonna have to. Run like I think they need to get amazing. him on the rollout. Like they need to get him on the rollout so he has the option to run yeah. off without having like escape the pocket yeah. as they're collapsing on him. So definitely, I think that's gonna be another key for them. So. He's, gonna, he's gonna have to avoid a lot of people running at him yeah, because because he's been good with his legs, especially recently. For some reason, it's something just clicked in him. His legs have been working perfectly, even yeah. though they have been for a lot of his career. But like right now, is the best Sam Jones has easily played. I honestly, I still don't think he's. A, I'm gonna say he's not a lead. He's obviously not a lead, but I still think he's getting that. We're honestly seeing his best. I think to be honest, I don't know if he's gonna keep this up, which is why. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little scared for Giants fans. I think, I think Giants fans are gonna be upset because they might see Daniel Jones 
have a game where he makes those mistakes that we've seen before. Because we've seen his floor, yeah. and he has a very low floor. One of the yeah. lowest floors in the NFL. If Daniel Jones makes makes two makes two bad mistakes turnover-wise, specifically turnover-wise, this game's over. I agree. And I think one thing he's had trouble with this year is keeping his eyes up when there's pressure. So yeah, I, I think agree. that's the – and, like, you, you can see him, like – missing something that's developing because he's so like antsy in the pocket wants to run I, like, i've seen examples of it but i also think that that could be a problem in the game so especially with the eagles pressure bearing down from it's gonna be all sides it's gonna happen yeah so like he's got to have a good he's got to keep his composure and just keep his eyes downfield like obviously if you can run take the run take the yardage but but if something you're waiting for something to open up you got to keep your eyes and stay locked on your target don't give up on your reads and just panic because we've seen yeah. him do that before so if he stays composed like i mean he had a great game against minnesota he can play at a high level, and he could play good enough for them to win his yeah. game, but he's got to stay composed and not fold under the pressure of the defense. I think the one – I kind of forgot to say this, but I think the one thing the Giants are going to have to do to win is get, is get a lot of stops. I think – because when you look at the matchup, like even on paper, even just like how they've been recently, the Giants match up horribly against the Eagles. The Eagles team – I don't think they're like the best team in the NFL, but, yeah. but on paper and even just how they've played a lot of this season, they are stacked – and the Giants are going to have to get stops because they're not going to be able to score the ball incredibly against the Eagles, and they're also not even going to be able to get that many stops. Well, the thing with that is I also seen like time of possession is like one of the biggest factors against the Eagles too. Yeah. Because like with you, you don't have to just get stops; you have to get them off the field like, like three and out, one first down, like maybe mm-hmm. like maybe two. Yeah, but right, like you exactly. got to get them off the field fast. Don't let them get in their rhythm because we see we saw the Commanders beat them. We've seen the time of possession differential there. Yeah. And whenever they struggled against the Bears, I don't know if you remember. I yeah. mean, obviously the weather conditions were kind of extreme that day. Yeah, but, like, but it was hard to throw the ball, but like they 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 didn't have like I think I forget what it was. It's like they ran like a couple plays in the first quarter. I was in mm-hmm. like because the Bears kept them off the field and they were able to stick with them for a while. Just yeah, due exactly. To that. So like that's something the Colts did against the Eagles as well. That's why the, yeah the Eagles had to get a last minute touchdown. Exactly because like you keep them you keep them off the field you keep them from getting that flow. It's it makes it harder for them to see what like see what they can build off of like what's working yeah. and then go from there. Because you disguise like your defensive schemes as long as you possibly can, yeah. And then they're struggling later in the game to figure out how to pick you apart. Yeah, that's why. That's why I think the giant. That's why I think the Giants are able to beat the Eagles. Because I don't think when you when you see how the Eagles have played in multiple games, there's a lot of games where they struggled and barely won because of teams just counteracting them, just not perfectly or not good enough. Yeah. But there's a con- there is a way to obviously beat the Eagles, and that's why I think I'm not counting anyone that plays them out, especially the Giants. I think the Giants are coming off of a win. They have a lot of momentum right now. Yeah. And I think that this is a game that the Giants could win, which is why, which is why I'm like, Eagles are gonna have to just play their game and not let the Giants counteract them. That's why if the Giants don't make mistakes, I think they win this game. But one turnover, if I I guarantee you, if the Giants have one turnover, at least they lose. I guarantee that. I don't necessarily agree that they win this game if they don't make mistakes. I think that they have to force Philadelphia to make mistakes. I, I, if both teams go into the game without committing a turnover, I still think that the Eagles are gonna win. Yeah, okay. I think they have to. They, they, yeah, they have to. The turnover differential battle is going to be huge. They yeah. have to get more. They have to get more than the Eagles if they're going to win this game. They're going to have to work off short fields, and like try to keep just keep their offense on too. Mm-hmm. Also, like they got to keep the Eagles' offense on the sidelines for as long as they can. Yeah. So I think Kenny Galladay is going to go for one fifty and three this game. No, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. That's, that's his whole stats for the Giants. So <laughs> that'd be that'd be career high for them for sure. No, no offense to Kenny Galladay, but overall, I would say. Giants just have the yeah, turnover differential and time of possession is going to be the biggest key factor in this game. But final score prediction: Who do you have winning, and what do you think the final score is going to be? 
I'm actually going to say that I don't think it's going to be offensive fireworks. I do think there's going to be a lot of like struggling. A lot of running the ball is going to happen, I believe. I agree. As, like, I feel like the Giants, especially, are going to come out playing a little bit more conservative because they don't want to turn the ball over to the air early. So there's going to be a I lot agree. of run plays, I feel like. So I'm going to go on the lower scoring end. I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm going to take them probably 24 to 20 is my guess. I was thinking around there. I was thinking Philadelphia 20. I was thinking 27 21. Okay. Because I, I think I think the the thing that scares me though, like for the Eagles, is that, uh, is specifically, they're both the same when it comes to the backfield and the quarterback. That all they're like, there's a lot of legs to run the ball. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I think so, I think the clock's just gonna be yeah. running fast in that game. But also, like we could be wrong because we've seen like obviously the Eagles can take a top off the defense very well. Demontis is yeah. a very good. That's the red. one thing. Like, that that's what I'm saying. Better. They could go out and like throw like the deep ball. Yeah. yeah, that gets going, and obviously the score can be higher. But yeah. my, that's my guess is it's gonna be probably on the lower scoring because I feel like there's gonna yeah. be a lot of runs. This clock's just gonna get. Yeah. I think the Eagles are just going to win because they're going to be able to get a big play. I, the Giants aren't really a big play team. They've got a couple, obviously, this season. Every team does. But the Eagles get big plays, uh, some of which – actually, a lot of which are touchdowns. Yeah. And then they just use the clock to their advantage. And then it's just ball game from there. It's just controlling the clock and managing the game perfectly. Yeah. And then you just – and then they just end up winning. That's why they have the record they have. That's why I think the Eagles are going to win 27-21. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. We're going to go to the next game, which is going to be the Dallas Cowboys and San Francisco 49ers game. Welcome back. So now we're going to move on to the Cowboys versus 49ers game. Matt, what are you thinking? Man, I love this matchup. I really This is my favorite matchup in the weekend, honestly. The Cowboys are coming off of one of their best games all season. Dak Prescott's best game all season by yeah, far. Yeah, of course. And um, the, one, the one thing about this game is uh, the 49ers are on, currently going into the divisional round with 11 straight wins. Yep. In my opinion, the hottest team in football right now. One one of the best teams all season long. Well, not all season long, but once once they put in Brock Purdy, honestly, they were just unbeatable. So it's a very tough matchup for the Cowboys. Very unfortunate for them that they had to play this team, but that is how the playoffs work. And um, overall, this matchup is just going to be high-powered. I'm so excited to watch this game. I don't truly know who's going to win yet, but I just want to know your thoughts on this game. So, me personally, I think this is a very interesting matchup. And the reason why is because you've had two offenses that have been red hot, but you also have two very, very good defenses on both sides. Yeah. So, like, whether it's going to be high like high scoring, low scoring, like, we don't know. Like, this matchup could truly go – it could be close. It could be a blowout because one team's defense shows up, one doesn't. Offense is full. Like, it could literally go – there's a million different scenarios that this could go. If I had to pick a winner right now, I believe in momentum, and that is the reason why I do think the 49ers are going to win this no, game. No, that's, that's valid for And sure. because as of right now, I have no reason to pick against them. Since they put Brock Purdy in, they had the one close game against the Raiders that came out <laughs> of literally Stidham. that came out of nowhere. Game, but other sure. than that, they've looked very dominant in almost all of their wins. Yeah. And Purdy has looked – he's looked good, man. Like, if her, no, not, for like Regardless of being a rookie, regardless of being in the last pick, like, he's looked good just in general. Like – I get people are saying that offense is easy to play and whatever, but you gotta give him credit. I mean, he he's looked good. In the, he looked good in the playoffs. He's looked good, pretty much every single start yeah. he's had. Like he's been a, a, at least above average, like well above average. So I think that he has not had a truly bad game yet. But this Cowboys defense, obviously, I don't believe it's gonna be easy for him. I don't believe it's gonna be, be easy for, for anyone. On, yeah. I don't believe it's gonna be hard, easy for McCaffrey, any of the running backs to get going. So, but if I had to pick, I believe that I I do rely on. I rely on the 49ers to not turn the ball over more than I rely on the Cowboys to not turn the ball over. Obviously, yeah. Dak is coming off a very good game, but he has been turnover prone. The whole offense has been made like it's been turnover prone. They make questionable yeah. calls. The receivers dropping passes and it gets picked off. We've seen that multiple yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just between all of that, I just believe on that the 49ers are going to win this turnover battle, maybe by one or two. 
And I think that is what's going to be the deciding factor in such a close game with two highly talented teams on both sides of the ball. Yeah, so um, kind of what you said, but not uh, like directly, is that one team it has been super inconsistent on both sides of the ball, while one team just been 11 games consistent, yeah. which, is, which is the one thing the Niners have by a mile over the Cowboys. The Cowboys have shown so many signs of being one of the best teams in football, and they never keep it up. And mm-hmm. that's where the Cowboys are going to that's – that's what scares – that's what scares that's what should be scaring Cowboys fans right now is that they do not they cannot trust that the Cowboys are gonna play like they did. Yeah, the it's Vikings. so very week to week. They yeah, don't exactly. ride momentum. It's very week to week. It looks different almost every time they get on the field. They do it a couple weeks in a row and then they just lose a horrible game. Like they just play awful. Yep, I mean, if they, if they play like they did against Tampa and versus the Vikings earlier this year versus the Giants on Thanksgiving, oh, if yeah. they play like if they play like that, because the thing is, is a lot of games when Dak turns over the ball, they still score points. Yeah, they do. That's that's why that's why their offense is more. I think their offense is less of a, of a problem than their defense because their defense started off the year so elite, and then they randomly just start. I mean, they gave up they gave up thirty four points yeah. to Gardner Minshew or something like that. Even though they got a lot of turnovers, think, yeah. yeah, they gave up a lot of points to Gardner Minshew, and then just even even though those turnovers obviously were the only reason they won that game, but they still. I feel like you're more dependent or more trustworthy in your offense to score points than you are with your defense to get stops because there's so many weapons you got to find on that on that field when you're playing against the 49ers. Debo Samuel can catch a two-yard pass and take it 90 yards. Yeah, exactly. He does that He does that multiple times every year. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is, has shown himself to be a fantastic route runner, has great hands, very quick with the ball. Juwan Jennings, one of the best wide receiver threes in the league. George Kittle, since Brock Purdy has came and George Kittle has been up back to his – uh, elite level tight end yep. being able to be great after the catch and shows great signs of blocking still that offense is unstoppable and i forgot to mention you literally have arguably the best running back in football on that team in that kyle shanahan offense there is so little flaw on this team yep. their offensive line is one of the best in the league they have they have nick bosa who's pro- who could honestly win defense by the year this year he a lot of people think that I think yeah, he he probably should honestly. You have, you honestly have the two top guys who are going to win defense with you. you the two yeah, top that, guys yeah, I agree. Each other. They're top two, and then there's a considerable. And those are the ex. Yeah, those yeah, are the ex factors for each team. If, if if Bosa makes if Bosa gets two sacks and Parsons gets three, there's a good chance the Cowboys win just because yeah. that one sack. That's the thing. Those are your X factors on both sides, which is why I don't. I'm not sure who's going to win this game. The only way I can explain it is if the Cowboys play like they have in other games this year for this game, I think they will win. Mm-hmm. But if it's literally just – even if they – they have to play exactly like that. Versus, versus the 49ers, you literally have to play at your best. Yeah, I agree. They can't, be, they can't be close to their best, throw three touchdowns, one pick, and that's not going to win you it's games. Like you games. literally have to have a DAC performance like you did last week. Your defense has to have the defense performance that they had last week or, uh, as I said, against the Vikings. You have to play perfect. And – the thing is, is I think the Cowboys have shown so many times of being able to do that, which is why I think they are, they probably could win this game. But the Niners are the better overall team. I think personally, the reason, so me personally, so I think that the 49ers secondary is the most suspect part of their team. That's true. Which, I mean, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm going in there planning to air it out. However, the way they can counteract that is they have to get pressure with four people. Mm-hmm. They have to get pressure with four so they can drop seven back. And I think that they will be able to do that. And they, I mean, you have Nick Bosa. You have a you have a very good solid four. So yeah. you, if they get pressure with that, I think they'll be okay on defense. However, looking at the flip side of the ball, I'm looking at the Cowboys defense. And not only that, but I'm looking at the matchups. So right, obviously, like you said, we got Kittle, we got Ayuk, we got Debo, we got McCaffrey. All of these people after the catches were the most dangerous. Yeah. So if you're the Cowboys, 
not only do you have to keep them from getting open and catching them everything, you have to make the tackle. If they miss one tackle, could be it flipped the game very very quickly. That's one issue. And also, like Jawan Jennings is a very good safety net. He has the most fourth down conversion catches in the league. I think from fourth and I think it's three and under. He's the most in the league since last two years. They did that. He's they a did very that good, yeah. last year against the Cowboys. Jawan Jennings got two big third down conversions. Yeah, he's a very big quarter. safety net for them. Yeah. So that's there. You got that to fall back on. Obviously, you have Kittle to fall back on. He's a matchup nightmare. He creates problems for everybody. Plus, he's a great run blocker. So that's another person off, off in the run scheme you can go with the ball from McCaffrey. But like one, like I said, like once you get the ball into these playmakers' hands, the Cowboys have to get them on the ground That's first true. try. Because if, you, if, they're break, if they're missing tackles or breaking tackles, it's going to be very hard for them to keep them, to get them off the field because they're going to be moving the chains so easily once they break a tackle. Because one they break a tackle six extra yards at least. Like They're just getting chunk, chunk plays once they're breaking tackles. So Cowboys have to tackle. It's one of the biggest things I think is going to be a difference maker in this one. No, I agree. Uh, it's it's literally just about staying disciplined. You have a you have multiple guys on defense who are big playmakers for the Cowboys. Yeah, you, you have do. Trayvon Diggs who led the league in interceptions last year. You have J. Ron Curse who's playing fantastic this year. Just came off of one of his best games all season, which is crazy because he's every game he's been playing amazing. Yeah. Uh, your corner two is a little bit of a problem. Kelvin Joseph was there at one point. He played atrocious. Yeah. Dayron Bland is probably your best option at corner two. And you have Xavier Rhodes, who looked pretty good last week. Yeah, he's been shaky, though. Yeah, yeah but he that, that was his first game was last week. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, just yeah. like he's no. always been, like, like he's good. He like, When he's at his best, he's very good. Yeah. But, but I think he's just, in general, like, it's very good yeah. with him. But another thing, like, Trayvon Diggs, I think he's, what, even though he led the league in picks last year, and then like I mean, he's shown much improvement as a down-to-down coverage Facts, corner. 100%. I believe he's a much better corner this year, and I think that's something that's huge. You're gonna be able to put him on Debo. I think he's not obviously he's not gonna like, completely lock him down, eliminate him from the game, but he will be able to be there to provide a challenge for him and, pro- and ideally hold him in check to, to keep him from having a hard, a huge game. And like I said, like they have fast people, they can get Michael off the edge. They have a good pass rush. They'll be able. They need to get pressure on Purdy and hopefully force him into a big mistake or two that can give the Cowboys something to flip the game around on. So, I think the biggest way the Cowboys need to win is, this is going to sound a little far-fetched, but they need Micah Parsons to play opposite of Trent Williams. You believe so? Yeah, 100%. Because you have guys, uh, they're number one in pressure percentage this year, the Cowboys. You have guys, uh, Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong, you have uh, Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons who can all get to the quarterback. The one yeah. thing you have to do is not let Micah Parsons get blocked by Trent Williams because they had zero sacks on Garoppolo last year when they played in the playoffs. Yeah. And that was Trent Williams on Micah Parsons. You can – if you – Micah Parsons is currently obviously better than Demarcus Lawrence. You don't want Micah Parsons to be eliminated from a game. That that will – the Cowboys will 100% lose. You'll never eliminate him. But if they hold him up, if they hold Micah Parsons up, this game's 100% over. Yeah, but you, okay, so you have, two, you have two options though with that. So obviously you can put – Micah Parsons on the same side as Trent Williams, uh, they're going to leave him one-on-one. That leaves everyone else over on the other side. Yeah. But it, like you said, if you line him up opposite side, I think that probably is a smart idea because then you have, you have to double-team yeah, exactly. him. And then, I mean, you have Demarcus Lawrence probably, I'm assuming, on the other end. Yeah. Going one-on-one yeah. with Trent Williams, which won't happen every time. But we've seen Mike, he can get through double teams from other people. Like, he can get through a double team. But then interior, you have one-on-one. So mm-hmm. I would I also – I would take – I didn't think about this, but I would take the chances that – Micah can get around double team rather than Trent Williams because most likely either you're getting Trent Williams plus another on Micah or you're getting Demarcus Lawrence double teamed off the other edge. Mm-hmm. So me personally, I think I would rather have Micah facing the double team 
than DeMarcus chasing the double yeah, team. Yeah, it, it just it, leaves more of them to work with. Because if not, you're either leaving Michael one-on-one with Trent Williams or he's getting double team. 100%, yeah. It so just leaves, I would put him up opposite, too. I didn't even think about that, but that's a good point. Yeah, no, because it just leaves more room to work with. And when you look at the other side of the ball, you do not want your rookie and Tyler Smith for the Cowboys blocking Nick Bosa. You are done for if that happens. You you would way rather have, oh, well, it's not going to be Zach Martin. It's going to be the right tackle, uh, which is Tyrone Smith. Mm-hmm. It And Tyrone Smith is can be elite, but he's only played four games this year. He is playing. Uh, he is playing against the Niners, but you have to make sure that Tyrone Smith is playing at the Pro Bowl level that he's played at for a lot of his career. Because if he lets up, as I said, the playmaker, the playmakers are the biggest difference maker for both these teams. And if Nick Bosa is being Nick, uh, Tyler Smith has actually long, I'm pretty sure seven sacks this year, or just under that. Which Bosa is going to fry him. So you want to make sure that Bosa. Which, that's why if Bosa goes to that side, you're going to have a little bit of a problem there. You're going to have to double the guy no matter what. Yeah. I would wait for the Cowboys. I'd way rather have Tyrone Smith going one-on-one with Bosa. You're, that's, you're, you'd way rather have that than a rookie get beat by one of the best uh, pass rushers in the NFL. And so on both sides of the ball, you have to have the correct offensive line to edge rush matchup. Yeah, okay. So I think that... You're going to have to play it by ear almost. You're gonna, I would start out, like you said, I would start out with Tyron Smith, Nick Bosa one-on-one, mm-hmm. and see how well that holds up. If Obviously, if you need to double-team, you double-team him. Because what you what a key to the game for Cowboys is Dak needs a clean pocket where he's not worried about the pass rush so he can sit back and make smart reads and deliver mm-hmm. the ball to where it needs to go. Rather than if someone's coming off the edge, he's like he panics, makes a quick read. Like we, We've seen him do it before, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Force it into a bad spot, and then a 49er secondary that probably shouldn't be able to – clamp up his Cowboys receiving core. They get some sort of turnover that probably shouldn't happen just because of pressure. So I think you play it by ear. You start out in the one-on-one with Tyron Smith. But the second he starts to get, like, like obviously a play happens, he gets pressure. But, like, if it starts happening consistently, you immediately double-team him. Like, yeah. once, like two, if it happens two or three plays, you can't let him get going like that because he will come off that edge hot every time now it's past. So you got to hold him in check for sure. Yeah, the offensive line for the Cowboys in the past was a big reason for Dak's success, and Zeke was a big – Zeke Zeke having that big old line, that team – that's why that offense was so red hot from their rookie seasons all the way till yeah. like, 2020 because not really as much 2020 because they were all injured, but still that whole offensive line is going to – was so great in the past, and – that's why they were a winning team, even though they didn't win playoff games, obviously. Yeah, they were. <laughs> but they were, but they were still always a winning team. And you're gonna have to stop. The thing is, is that you're never gonna stop either of these teams on both sides of the ball. That's no, the thing I should be more clear yeah, about. You have to. You're not ever gonna eliminate a superstar. That's like I said, with like yeah, exactly. Trayvon Diggs. You're not gonna take a superstar out of the game. You just have to maintain them as best as possible and minimize their impact because you're not just gonna wipe Nick Bosa and wipe Michael Parsons. Well, it's not going to happen like that, in my opinion. be fair, I think you're, you're going to struggle more eliminating Bosa and Parsons than you are to eliminate a guy like Debo and Lamb. I think I think there's been multiple games where, De- where Debo... But that was, no, but he's been, he's had a very down year. I bet, like, he was only he's super good as a... He's percentage, too. Yeah, but, okay. But, like, I, what I'm saying is, it depends on what they're running him in and how easy it is. That's like, true. Because, like, if you're just going to double-team over the top, obviously, if they're running him deep, it's going to take it away. So, mm-hmm. like, it depends, like, if they're running short routes with them, like, it's a lot harder. So, it's always it's going to depend on the scheme, and obviously, but for the matchups as a whole, like, you're like just superstar players in general, you don't take them out the game. You just try yeah, to minimize exactly. their impact. So, I think that's going to play a big part is who's going to be able to let their star shine the brightest is probably who's going to win this game. It's it's basically whatever quarterback uh, folds the most at this point because we have yet to see Purdy's worst, and we've definitely seen Dak's worst. But we've also – I mean, obviously he's come off a high, but 
they're inconsistent. But at the same time, like when Dak's hot, like they look good. Like that's just the yeah. bottom line. They can they can compete against any defense in the NFL, and they can make them they can burn them. Like it just happens like that. Like we've seen them put up forty on the Eagles. But on the contrary, I also trust. Like other than that one game, which like I don't know how it happened against the the uh, Raiders where they got yeah. it was only what thir- I mean, thirty one points is a lot. Thirty seven in overtime. Was it thirty four? Yeah, thirty four, thirty seven overtime. Like obviously that's a lot of points, but like for the I think that was the worst of the season. I do believe. Yeah. But like you've seen the like the Jags put up like f- over forty in the Cowboys. The Eagles have put up with Gardner Minshew put up thirty six in the Cowboys. Like, we've yeah. seen multiple situations in which the Cowboys defense has looked a little suspect, but I do as a whole believe that. They, I mean, there's a lot of weapons in the 49ers, and like that's what I'm saying. They're gonna have to avoid mistakes at all costs. You have to play fundamental football, make those tackles, stay disciplined in your zone. You cannot just let someone over the top. Like, it's just gonna be a lot of little things that are gonna make the difference in this one to me. So, okay, so we kind of we kind of talked about um, what each team needs to do already, but I want to ask you something that's kind of weird about this game. Do you think? The Cowboys should be worried about Brett Maher at all after a big year and just having a, one of the worst games we've ever seen by any kicker ever. Um, I don't. I think that, like, obviously he missed four extra points. Like, that's actually kind of crazy. He didn't miss yeah, four extra it is. Like, in a row. But, like, I th- the dude obviously can kick the football. He, like, it's, he's, he's had he, a great year. He's in his head. Like, he was just in his head during that game. And I do think he's going to – he'll bounce back. Like, he'll just take – he'll take a week. He'll, like, collect himself. He's a good kicker. He'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. Do you yeah. do you think they should be worried about him? Um, no, I don't think they should be worried at all, but I I think it was just a playoff. Just I think it was nerves. a flu. Did you, see, did you see the clip of Dak like throwing his helmet? Yeah, he was, he was saying he wanted he wanted to, to go, to for, go two. for two. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Um, honestly, I he's a quarterback having a fantastic game and they can't get more points on the board because their kicker's missing extra points. Think see, about it. Think see. about it. A field goal would have meant so let's say the the Bucks get the game winning field goal. I it means you lost by three. That means all you do is make three extra points and not be in that position. No, I agree. But I, I, I do I do agree that the impact of that is way less than it was as if it was a close game. Yeah, I do hundred percent because if they would have lost like you said off a game that would have been bad. Yeah. But like I was saying, but I like in a game like that where you're up like even at the time, like not even like looking at hindsight, like when you're up eighteen oh bro, like you're up twenty four. Like if you're the quarterback, it's not a good look. I think you gotta go over like you gotta like it's a playoffs. So your team, bro. You gotta like. I think you gotta. Yeah. Left your teammate up. I feel. Like, I don't know. That's just me personally. I didn't like the look of that, but I think I do think Mars was happy. Man. I think he was just excited because they just had a big. He, he was playing. Good. He looked very upset. He, he was upset, but I think. But I'm just saying from a quarterback perspective. I no, think, I understand where he's coming I mean, from. I think, but I, think far, that I do think is like a leader of the team and has like, like you're you're in it together. Like like he's your kicker. You don't get to go get a new yeah. one. You got it. You can't just like. Make him feel like, mm-hmm. like he's like a real, like you don't trust him because like yeah. at the end of the day you need to trust him and there's gonna come a time like if they need a game win a field goal and you're like he's going out there's like oh my own teammates don't even trust me I'm like could get could get iffy for him but I do think that Brett Maher he's a good kicker I think he'll bounce back I agree so um, real quick let's say who we think each is gonna win and talk about the final score <sighs> me personally I have a shootout for this game. Uh, I don't. I think other than that dumb Commanders game in Week 18, the Cowboys have not shown signs since that goes back that they could just get stopped and be held under 20 once. I don't think they they, they were first in total points, first yeah. in total yardage, first in completion percentage. Other mm-hmm. than Dak's interceptions, he was playing amazing, but unfortunately those interceptions lost them games. Um, first and third down conversion rate. Their offense was on fire once that got back, mm-hmm. and that's why I don't think there's a chance you stop them. But I also don't think there's a chance you stop the 49ers offense. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go real bold with this one. I'm gonna go Cowboys win this game. I know because I just I just think I just oh, it just scares me because they're inconsistency. What score are you think? Niners are a safer pick, but I'm just gonna go Cowboys thirty 
34 to, to, to 31. I, I think game-winning field goal here. Okay. So, personally, like I said, this could be completely wrong. We have no idea because there's so much talent on both sides of the ball. We have no idea which is going to shine brighter. Yeah. But I feel like, personally, every time I've seen high-powered offenses come into the game, it almost never lives up to the high That position. is true. So, I personally think that defenses are going to get more stops. And I think there's going to be some, like, mistakes on offense. There's going to be miscues. And I do think that it's going to cost some points on the board. So, I do think that it's going to be – it's going to end up being like not like a super low-scoring game just because of the talents on the field. But I do think for the expectations for the game, it's going to be a little bit lower. I think the final score is probably going to be – I'm going to take the 49ers, and I do think the final score is going to be 28 to – I'm going to go 20. I think it's going to be around that bad. neighborhood because I don't think – I don't really see – because every time you see a big offense coming against a big defense – because defense, especially for the Cowboys, is what we've learned in the playoffs is defense travels, offense doesn't always travel. Yeah, that's true. So I think that the Cowboys will have that benefit on defense. But on offense, I think they might come out, I, especially I do feel they might come out slow. Like I said, this yeah. could all be completely wrong just because of how much talent's on both sides of the ball. We don't know what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I do think there's a chance the Cowboys come out flat on offense and that it's just going to result in a lower scoring game as 49ers might play a little bit more conservative since they don't have to rush yeah. anything. That is true, especially when you look at the game from last year in the playoffs, it was very low scoring. But yeah. I think both teams are better on both sides of the I ball. Agree. Oh, yeah, I 100% agree with that, yeah, of course. But, yeah, overall, I think this is this is my pick for game of the week for sure. This is my uh, favorite yeah, matchup. I don't – unless the, unless Trevor Lawrence comes out firing in the Chiefs-Jags games a shootout, I do see this being the best game, most I closely agree. contested game. Okay, when we come back, we're going to be hopping over to the AFC. We're going to start off with the Chiefs-Jaguars game. We will see you there. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you for staying by. We're going to be talking about the AFC, starting off with the Jags and Chiefs game. <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about something before. We were actually talking about this game before we started recording uh, because this game is kind of funny because I really can see the Jags win this game for whatever reason, but I just don't see a way that you stop Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um... It's just a tough matchup because I think the Jags don't have enough playmakers on defense to stop the Chiefs. The Chiefs don't have enough to stop Lawrence, but it's just going to be who who's going to outscore who, who's going to have the better offense because both defenses are probably going to struggle. I think the off I think the offense for the Chiefs struggles less than the offense for the Jags does, and I think that's the biggest difference maker in this game. So for me personally, I think that like you said, we have two good offenses with. The bigger part of being two not very good at all defenses, especially the Chiefs stands out to me, is because they really are not good on defense. They haven't been for the past couple of years, but obviously the offense is able to overcome that. But like I said, like I do trust the Jags to put up points on the board just because of the matchup. I don't see Lawrence making as many mistakes this week as he had as he did last week. Obviously, I don't see four first half interceptions or four interceptions in general. Yeah, I, I see a lot less mistakes from on his part because there's going to be easier reads, more time in the pocket, and clean pocket, easier throws to make. But you have the ultimate trump card in Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs team. Mm-hmm. You have more experience on that side, obviously. And then also we have, you have the ability – I mean, I guess we saw it from the Jags last week. But you have the ability with the Chiefs is that they were, are never out of a game. And I think that also is something that's worth mentioning is because if the Jags do come out red hot and the Chiefs take a second to get going, I mean, you still can't count them out. Even if they go down 14-0, 17-0, possibly. Like, they, they come back from it. It's possible. So, like, you can never count them out. And I think that – their ability to put points on the board so fast is going to be one of the biggest difference makers in this game. Um, I think that's the best point you can make is that the Chiefs are literally just never out of a game. But, I mean, it seemed like the Jags aren't. They came back against yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, but smaller samples. I mean, you but, have a pretty good sample size <laughs> with the Chiefs. of like. I mean, yeah. 
Think about the Super Bowl versus the 49ers. They were down 20 to 10 with, what, five minutes left, and they yeah. still won that I game. saw this one thing. It was, like, the best winning percentage of all times. It was, like, in the last, it was, like, five years, I think it was. Uh, it was, like, Patrick Mahomes, and then it was, like, Tom Brady. And then it was Patrick Mahomes down 10 was the third highest winning percentage. That's unbelievable, too. That's, yeah. He's, he's like, it was, like, 75%. That's or, why the Chiefs That might so not be good, completely though. updated, but it was, like, 75%, like, midway through the season, which is actually wild yeah. to even think about. It's just so easy to just say, Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes are going to win, which is why I do but, want to talk good about yeah, the Jags. I, I, no, I do 100% think the Jags have done amazing this year. I do think that that offense is legit. They have a lot of weapons on side of the ball. But while they have a lot of weapons, like Kansas City, I mean, you could put me in there and I'd score with, with Patrick Mahomes. You, he he can throw the ball. Like, he can make anyone look good. Magician. Absolute magician. He's Jared McKinnon as a running back is pretty much playing wide receiver out the backfield. He has the most uh, consecutive games with a touchdown catch for a running back in the Super Bowl area. He scored in seven straight games. So, obviously, yeah. you can count on him to get something out of the backfield and just provide that safety net. And you got obviously Valdez Scanling is a very he's a he's a deep threat. He I mean his hands are a little bit suspect sometimes, yeah. uh, but he can take a top off a of defense for sure. And then you got is McCall Harmon playing that game? I think he is. Yeah, McCall Har- I think McCarman was so so he'll be, healthy, if, yeah. if he's playing, he's he's obviously a speedy guy. Juju's he's a good receiver, but like obviously he's not like he was in the Steelers, but but he's still a very very solid receiver. And then obviously. What I also think is going to be the biggest trump card also, besides Patrick Mahomes, is you got Travis Kelsey. And the reason I say that also is my biggest difference maker in this game is that the Jaguars have had the third worst defense against tight ends in the that's league this year. And you cannot have that going against Travis Kelsey in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the main reason I'm picking the Chiefs to win this game is because I do not know how they're going to slow down Kelsey. Without sending two or three guys to cover him, leaving other people wide open, I don't see how you're slowing him down. What's crazy to me is that, like, a couple of years ago, it was, like, the whole Kittle versus Kelsey thing, and everyone was saying, oh, Kittle's better after the catch than Kelsey is. That's, like, been debunked now. Like, Kelsey after the catch has been elite. You think he's better? Past. Well, I don't know, but that's, like, that's not really the point right now, but, like, the thing is. No, 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 I know, but the thing is, is that, like, Kelsey, I think Kelsey the last couple of years has been better. When you even, After the catch or a better tight end? Well, better tight end for sure, but after the catch, Kelsey last year, remember that he had like two like thirty yard like yeah, caught I mean, it short versus Chargers last the Chargers year. Chargers was so bro. He went insane. The thing, that the, game. Okay, so the thing about Travis Kelsey to me, I've always said this. I don't know how he gets open. No, that's exactly I don't understand it. Like if you look at him like in his his routes and like like at, especially after the catch, like I don't understand how he's like how he's losing people. Like it just looks. I don't know if it's just the way he runs, but it just looks so weird to me. But as for if you think Kettle's a better. Kittle or Kelsey, I think that it depends on your scheme. I think, I yeah. think, I think that uh, Kittle is better for the 49ers, and I think Kelsey is better for the Chiefs. Absolutely. So I think it's a pointless debate. It depends because like, obviously, no, that's Travis true. is a better pa- pass tight end, and Kittle is a better all around slash running tight end. So that's I think true. it just depends on your scheme. I think they're both very amazing. But. All right, let's cross out Kittle for a second, and let's focus specifically not just on Kelsey but on this game because Kelsey, uh, Kelsey is that guy for the Chiefs. He's been that of guy course. for multiple years, yeah. and. Uh, no one's going to stop him. No one ever does. It's how much they can control him, I guess, which I think is not going to happen at all. I think Kelsey's about to just motley whop the Jags by yeah. himself, and I, that's what scares me about the Jags' this game for sure. I, I can see them take – but my question to you is if you're the Jaguars, you're game planning, you already – you have to know to some degree you're kind of in trouble. So my question to you is if you're a coach, are you sending a bunch of help to eliminate trash from the game and making other people beat you? Be- or you, or is your plan that you're gonna try to just you're gonna guard everyone equally, I guess, almost to a degree, and like occasionally double team Travis, and then just hope, hopefully, they take him out the game somehow, or you send all your help at him. The thing is that this is why the Chiefs are so good is because you literally can't do that. Because if there's someone that has a remotely 
amount of space or any sort of window. Mahomes is making that. That's what I'm saying is I think it's more Mahomes, honestly. They have have good serviceable receivers, but, like, he elevates them so much to the degree that, like, the thing with Travis Kelsey to me is, like, he's been putting up, like, thousand-yard seasons for how many – like, if there was a way to just stop him, people would have done it by now. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If you could just throw a double or triple team out of every play and just take him out the game – and, like, the other receivers couldn't beat you, they would have done it this year. So mm-hmm. I'm saying they wouldn't beat them once. It wouldn't have happened. Like, obviously, like, with Tyreek Hill leaving, like, this year, like, people would expect, like, I guess more targets to go to Kelsey or, or like, but they can't stop him either way. Like, he's he's just as efficient as he was before. So I don't I, – I, if you're the Jags, I don't see a way you can completely eliminate him from the game without literally leaving everyone else just almost wide open. So it's going to be very hard for the Jags defense to stop him. Um, the thing is, is that we've seen the Chiefs. We obviously the Chiefs. If oh, they're this good, they would obviously just win every year, which I don't. But the thing is, is that there are ways to beat them, which we've seen before, because they just don't go, you know, undefeated and win every Super Bowl every year. But yeah. uh, it's can't do the Jags have the capability? They don't have the defense that that the Bucks and uh in their Super Bowl run versus the Chiefs yeah. had. They don't have that. They don't have what the Bengals had last year. They're just. They're just playing good football, and that can win you games, but keeping up with Patrick Mahomes doesn't just require good football. It requires so much. You have to be able to keep him off the field. You have to be able to put up points so when he gets back on the field, he's never going to just get in front of you or get... You have to get in front of him by a large margin, which we said earlier about how the Chiefs are never out of a game. You have to be able to just control your own game and eliminate all the big problems that the Chiefs are going to bring to you. And that's the one thing the Jags have to do. But I just think the Jags aren't capable of doing that, which is why I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Yeah, so obviously you said, like, obviously the Chiefs don't win every year. They're not even my team. But I do. Every year they enter the playoffs, they're my favorite to go all the way. And the reason why, obviously, is just that dynamic offense. And even like what they lack in defense, just their ability to stay composed under any sort of deficit. But For sure. what we've seen obviously work and I'm not even talking about last year at the Bengals because if I'm being honest, the Beng- it took Patrick Mahomes playing the worst half of football I've ever seen him play for the Bengals to even take that game to overtime and win it. But, like, obviously, highest off to the Bengals. They deserve to win that game. But they, it yeah, took an sure. absolute collapse by the Chiefs, if we're being honest. Yeah. But what I'm looking at when I see how a blueprint for how to beat that team, I'm looking at the Buccaneers Super Bowl. And what do they do? They made that. They made him run for his life the entire time. Like that dude. They, wait, I remember. Obviously, the injuries. They were starting two yeah, new tackles. So I remember bad. watching that game, and they would snap the ball, and literally they'd already be beat. Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett off boat. Like it was so bad. Yeah. But like if you can get pressure, real like like if you get pressure on him and just press coverage, like if you can just hold it, no one open for two three seconds, and you're getting pressure. It's possible. Now I don't know if the Jags have a defense to do that. But if they can somehow manage to get pressure very quickly, because the Chiefs' offensive line has never been like elite, like they've never had like a like a very good offensive line, and like obviously the Jags, Jags have good, they have good defensive line, and they do. So they're they're gonna have to win those key matchups on the on the in the trenches there, and that's how like if they want a chance to win, they gotta get pressure fast, like because if you allow him to sit back and make those magical plays that he obviously can make. Like, it's very, very hard for them to win that game. I think Josh Allen's going to have to have his best game all year. Yeah. Because he's he's your best he's your best defensive playmaker. If Josh Allen gets to Mahomes or even just stops the run or whatever he has to do, he's got he's to gotta throw his life on the line for this game, to be honest, because you're never going to be able to stop Mahomes. And as you said about the Bengals game, that was one of the worst games we've seen in Mahomes' career. And I think he just beat himself. I, That's I the thing. You're only going to beat the Chiefs if they beat himself. 
Because yeah. you can't throw four interceptions in one half against the Chiefs and win that game. No, no. Even though I'm, even though I really didn't think you could do that against the Chargers, the biggest difference you can't, is you realistically almost can't do that against literally any football. Yeah, team. which is why, which is why I think that was just a breakdown from the Chargers more than it was just it was both. I mean, Trevor well, Lawrence played you fantastic. Literally had- that game, like, it has to be the most perfect half of football. Not ever. only that, but like, you're the Chargers. You're the team that's up twenty-seven, mm-hmm. and you're literally throwing the ball more than the team that's down twenty-seven. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't understand. I don't. I don't. But yeah, that game was that game was disgusting. The yeah. thing is, is that you can't just have one horrible. You can't. You can't win one horrible half and then just have the best half of football you ever no. have in your life. You have to have two of the best halves, and this is for almost every game in the playoffs, which we mentioned earlier. Yeah. But specifically, like playing against Patrick Mahomes, you literally have to play perfect both halves. Not perfect, but you have to play. One of the you literally have to play. It's just mistake. Oh, near perfect. Mistake free. Yeah, I would say mistake for yeah. sure. Because like, you can't give that defense like any gimmies. Like, like you, you got to score almost every time on the field. Like, do you think that you do you see the Chiefs defense getting any stops like on Jaguars? Like consistent. Like, what do you see there? In I don't matchup, like I, with the Jags on offense. Uh, that's a good question because I don't know if anyone's gonna stop. Other than the first half last week, uh, I don't. I think it's so difficult to consistently stop a red hot offense in the Jags, but there's just so many play- There's so many good, yeah. good people on that. All team. the guy, like, all just- the guys that everyone ranted that they overpaid are huge difference makers for them. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's why I don't think either team's gonna be able to consistently get a stop. But I so when it comes down to that. Which offense can I trust to put up more points? It would just come down to the Chiefs, and that's yeah. why I think the Chiefs are going to win. And also, another thing I think is worth mentioning is, like, obviously we talk about these huge comebacks. When like, talking about 24-0 against Texans. Like, you're talking about these huge comebacks. But, like, one thing that I always found so weird about that is, like, you can watch the Chiefs defense literally get burnt, and then just out of nowhere they just flip the script, and, like, they just get, like, takeaways, and they get them off the field so quick for that offense to come back on. They yeah. play off momentum is what I think is more anything. Because it's the same players out there. It's the same players who were getting cooked, like, 10 mm-hmm. minutes ago. Yeah. I think they play off momentum really well is the big thing. So, I feel like if you, you just keep scoring, you, you can't let them get the momentum. And I think that's one of the biggest ways you can beat them. Is like, you can't let KC go out there and just score on two or three straight, like, straight yeah. drives. It's going to be very difficult for you to come back into that game and win that. So... I honestly, I honestly think the Jags are going to melt down in this game. And even if they have momentum, I think – I don't know if it's going to be bad. I just think – I just think the Chiefs are just going to fry them. I don't – the thing is, is I really think the Jags could win this game, but I just don't see it happening. And I could just see the Jags completely getting dominated because they just fold under a big stage against a team that's just been so good for so many years in a row. Yeah, I can – yeah, I see where you're coming from. Well, it's like if you're, what's your final score prediction for this game? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say – this is going to sound bad. I'm going to say 44 to 27. I think I think I, that many points are going to be scored. I just I just think the Chiefs are just going to run up the score. The Jags are going to get a couple touchdowns in a row and then the Chiefs are going to be like, "All right, well, let's score a couple more." And they're yeah. going to do the same thing again. I that makes sense actually. I I've seen that happening, but but I kind of think that Long lines, we say. I think the Jags are gonna come out and score like the first couple drives. I think, mm-hmm. I think they're, they'll get like a field goal on their first drive. I think they'll get a touchdown on their next drive. I think they'll come out doing okay, but when they make that one mistake, I think there is a chance that that they could combust upon themselves because like it's there. I don't see a way in which they're gonna like. I think Patrick Mahomes will so throw a signature inter- red zone interception in the end zone. They throw yeah. every game. I don't know why that happens, but I think they'll throw an end zone pick. But other than that, like. I don't see them because I feel like if they get behind, they might, like even though against the Chargers they came back, I just might see them folding too. I can kind of see what you're saying there, but I do see the Chiefs, uh, winning this game and by a good amount. I, like there's a situation in which the Chargers win this game. I mean, not the Chargers, the Jaguars can win this yeah. game, but I just don't realistically see it. So my prediction, 
I'm gonna go with high school, but I don't think it's gonna be as high school as you yeah, said because I, it's hard to say that. High yeah, because we've seen. Plus, we've seen the Chiefs come out slow, and there's a chance they come out slow in this one too. Yeah, I don't see them putting up a 44. I can see the final score being. I'm gonna go like 37 to. 37-24, somewhere around there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing. I think what's gonna happen for this game, and this is crazy to predict. I think it's gonna be like a twenty to ten halftime score, and then the Jags are gonna make it seventeen to twenty, and then the and then the Chiefs are just gonna score like two times straight, three times in a row, and then there's gonna be game over from there. Yeah, I mean, I, realistically, you can see that happening because yeah. you'll see the Chiefs like, like once the, they'll get up a couple scores, they'll they'll just start running the ball, punting a couple times. Yeah. Someone scores and they go out and score three more times. Like it, yep. it's just. They're such a weird team. Like, I don't – like, obviously, like, we're younger, so we haven't seen, like, yeah. that many. Like, But I've never seen, like, a team play like the Chiefs. It's so weird. Like, they just – how, like, they can just so easily fall behind as they can get back ahead. Like, yeah. they, they just, like, like string scores together so yeah. quickly. They're impressive for sure. Yeah. It's a very strange dynamic of a team. Yeah. But now that we got that out of the way, next we're going to be moving on to the final AFC matchup. Stay tuned for our last talk. So for our final matchup we're going to be discussing today, we're talking about the Bills and the Bengals. So obviously last time these two teams met, which was supposed to be a very highly touted regular season matchup. Long way to game for sure. Yeah, DeMar yeah. Hamlin obviously. Uh, thank God he's okay. Uh, but we didn't get to see these teams match up. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to happen now that we really don't have much of a so anything to go based off of? So what's your predictions for this game? Man, I love the, I love this game. I know earlier I said the Cowboys and Niners were my favorite matchup. This one this one's a very close second, like one A, one B type of thing right there. Um I'm you know, I'm really happy the last game got canceled. It should have definitely. Course, yeah, and I'm and it's cool to see them here. I I think it's just for me, both of these teams are coming off two low-key undeserving wins these teams yeah. did not out- that's something i want to talk about these too, teams did not these teams are coming off two games where they played one of the worst games all season josh allen turned over the ball three times and almost lost to skylar thompson i didn't i actually did not expect that, that game, at all the dynamic of that game is so weird as you saw a team that literally yeah. came they were up 17 they, i really thought they were gonna win by like 30 like yeah. they came out like they look like the dolphins look like they had no answers and then like all of a sudden flips the switch like they had some turnovers then they score i'm like Okay, and then they go, they they start winning. I was like, what is happening right now? But that's like a thing I think is gonna play a difference in this game with the Bills is like obviously like we talk, we've talked about Dak leading the league in picks, but we Josh Allen leads the league in turnovers this year. He's twenty two, right? And like obviously like with Josh Allen, it's the same as like like what we saw now. I was like with the, all the greatness you get from him, you'll take the bad as a side effect. But when it comes crunk, like last year, the, the thing with Josh Allen in the playoffs was when it came playoffs, he didn't turn over the ball, which was a very strange thing. But with you get a gunslinger mentality like that. And obviously, someone who also runs the ball. Like you have a lot of chances to take that ball away from the Bills, and that's going to play a big difference in this game to me. As how Cincinnati's going to win is they could badly beat them in the turnover battle. They could win like they could go three zero in the turnover battle. Like they, they, there's a very big possibility that the Bengals have so much more opportunity to score that that is what wins them this game. Okay, so for me, when you talk about the Bengals, if they don't get that fumble six, they literally lose. That's what, that, yeah, that was. Well, I don't necessarily say they lose. It would the best best case scenario for them though is it goes to overtime because yeah, that that's, that's a fourteen point swing. Like for because you're, you're the Ravens, you go from being up twenty one fourteen and now you're down twenty one fourteen. That's yep. a huge swing. Is like I do think that the Bengals like obviously you got play, you got Joe Burrow, 
playoff Joe Burrow. And, like, I do think that it could have went to overtime, and I do think if it did go to overtime, obviously I'm going to pick – anytime it goes to overtime, my bet's on the better team to come out on top. Especially they, true. we didn't get to see the new playoff uh, overtime rules in action either. So yeah, that would have came into effect. There's a lot of different – yeah, there's a lot of different things. I was that, thinking about the Bills-Chiefs game last year because that game was so good offensively. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was amazing. But Burrow can do – oh, not exactly, but Burrow can put up those points like Mahomes does. Burrow, the thing is, is now is now I feel like the separation between, like, the two best quarterbacks in the league, it was, like, Mahomes or who's better, Mahomes or Josh Allen. Now it's just Mahomes, but who's second best between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow? You know yeah. what we're all talking about? I think it. Joe Burrow belongs in that conversation. The reason why is just his consistency. The one thing I will say about Joe Burrow is I saw this, this something, like, a stat. It was very interesting. It's, like, against the AFC North, it's, like, his QB rating. It's actually, like, it's like and then the rest of the league. It's considerably higher against the rest of the league. I think he's thrown two picks all year. To not the NFC, to the I mean, excuse me, the AFC North, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is like people who don't play him don't know how to stop him really. And I think that would have been the first matchup, like obviously the game that got canceled would have been the first match between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. They haven't played each other, and that's like I like the Bills. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop him. The main reason why is obviously you have Trey White and you have Jordan Paul. You have good players in the secondary, but to stop Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, Jamar Chase, and then on top of that, you have to worry about running because Joe Mixon is a very competent running back. Like, there's just so much firepower in that Bengals offense. It doesn't get talked about. Is like, they could blow the game open, obviously, on offense very quickly. They can just put up two bomb touchdowns, especially if Jamar Chase is a deep threat. All teams can do that. Though. Yeah, I agree. But I, th- I think it's another one of those weird games. It's like, you expect it to be really high scoring, but at the end, it just might not end up being like that. It's really weird. But who is your, off the top of your head right now, who's your pick? Um, I'd probably, I'd probably give a slight edge to the Bills. But... I've been flip flopping. Really, I've been flip flopping since the wild card round ended because, as Those you teams said, looked beat like so beatable. That's, that's the weirdest part. They looked so beatable because like I'm just like, oh yeah, if the Chiefs played the Bills and they played like they did against the Dolphins, they're gonna win. But like that was probably like the worst offensive game other than I was other than the Jets game earlier this year. That was embarrassing what the Bills did that game. Yeah, and but that's, that's, that's why, like you're playing a good defense that game. Like you're you're playing like you play like the Ravens are good on the. I mean not the Ravens. Yeah, like the Dolphins are not good on defense. That's what I'm yeah, saying. That's like you at least place the Jets. You're playing a, like an elite defense. Yeah, it just looks so weird against Miami. It's like yeah. just careless turnovers. That game was confusing. To watch. I agree. I think both of them were like the Ravens and Bengals because like. Like, that's, like, the, one of the weirdest things is, like, I was thinking about this when we were talking about the Chiefs and Jaguars games. Like, you really are kind of writing off the Jags, but, like, literally no one thought the Dolphins were winning that game. And, like, it was really close. Yeah. Like, there's, like, maybe the Jags will, like, we don't know. Like, because, like, it's playoff football. Anything can happen. And that's, like, yeah. it's one and done. It's, like, it's not, like, a best of seven series. Like, you see other sports, it's go win or go home. Yeah, so that's what, that's, that's, you just basically helped me out with why I think the Bills are going to win. I literally, I have no evidence to say why. I just think the Bills are going to play better this game. It's literally two teams that are coming off a bad week, but two teams that also we've seen their best before, and we can see these are two elite teams. These are, both teams that have beat the Chiefs before who are the one seed, apparently the AFC favorite, but these are two teams that have beat them in the past. These are two teams that have shown signs of losing to a bad team. The Bengals lost to the Browns earlier this year. The The Bills just struggled against the Dolphins and lost to the Jets earlier this year. or they, Just stuff like that yeah. is literally just what team is going to play better on this night. It's, yeah, I, don't, exactly. I couldn't tell you who I think is the better team, even based off last week. Yeah. Who played better last week? I don't know. The Bills, I would say the Bills because at least they started off really good. The Bengals were never just way ahead or, or came back at all. They were just always just leading most of the game. And that's where, that's where I just think the Bills are just going to play better on this game. And that's the only thing I can say for why the Bills are going to win. Okay. That's, I mean, that's a very aesthetic breakdown of it, I guess you could say. But mm-hmm. if I was going to give it to the Bills, the reason I would say it 
is because I, the, is Joe Burrow, when he's been sacked five, less than five times in a game this year, he's 13-1. and one. When he's been sacked five or more times, they haven't won a game. So when you com- combine that with, I think, possibly three of their offenses, starting offensive linemen, including both tackles being out the game, plus the Bills, you compound that with a very uh, – Bills have a good pass rush. They, they do. do. So, like, you're compounding those two different things. And if the Bills can get pressure in the quarterback – and they can just not even force force Joe Burrow to make mistakes. They can just sack him and move him behind, get him behind the sticks, and get him off the mm-hmm. field. Because we don't really see Joe Burrow like throwing like it's not like with Josh Allen. Like I feel like if you pressure him, he'll make like a dumb throw. Like Joe Burrow, I feel like you more you just sack him. You just sack him and you get him behind the chains and then straight line. But that's the one that that would be what the Bills would have to do to win in me. But I do think the Bengals are going to win this game, and it's almost for the same. I just feel like. I just feel like they're gonna play better. This is gonna be such an interesting matchup. Yeah, it really is. It's hard for it's just hard to stay straight up like with evidence. Oh, I think the Bills are just gonna win because of all this. Because literally, as I said, we've seen these teams play bad before. They late just did it. They yeah. just happen to play a team that they should have beaten by more. Yeah, I agree. It's like if Lamar plays, I don't think the if, Bengals if the Bengals game, play like Lamar that played, and Lamar's there. I was saying is like then even borderline. Not. If you just have Lamar running that touch that touchdown in, like, that's the, literally, yeah. but like that's not even taking effect the rest of the game. I don't like if Lamar's there. I really don't see. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't see that. You see his handing off to it was there versus the Bills. Yeah, exactly. If the Bills play like that, they both play back a quarterback. They both play back a quarterback to struggle. Yeah, yeah it's like that. it's so confusing as the team says looks so dominant, just looks so beatable last mm-hmm. week. But at the end of the day, I for almost for the same reasons you, I'm taking the Bengals, and the reason for that is I feel like they have more. Like they have more weapons to almost like account for on the team is like they have a more even attack, whereas I don't see the Bills being able to run the ball as effectively. Maybe like with their like obviously Josh Allen can run too, but like, you don't just want to send them out running every play. Like, when they're running Devin Singletary, I feel like you're easier to stop than the Bengals running the ball with Joe Mixon. Yeah. So I feel like if if the Bengals were to get up early, they'd have a bigger advantage than if the Bills got up early. No, that's true. Okay, I have one question because this is a big difference maker in this game. Is who is better at their worst? Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? Joe Burrow, hands down. Um, Joe I Burrow's mean, better at his worst. I well, yeah, I I think he is because at his worst, like I, I guess this year he did throw four picks against the Steelers. Like that was obviously really bad. But like when you have Josh Allen, like he's just like I feel like at his worst. Like you never see Joe Burrow just make like almost in my opinion, you don't really ever see him make just like a why would you even throw that type of read? Like with Josh Allen, you can see that. The only reason you could possibly say Josh Allen's better at his worst is because his running ability is always there. I guess, yeah, which you don't really get with Burrow. Yeah, no, but like, you, like with Josh Allen, I just feel like every once in a while you just get like, why did he even think about throwing that type of ball? Yeah, no, I mean, like Joe Burrow, I just feel like he's a better. He's more accurate and a better decision maker. Uh, minus opinion, I'm kind of with you on that. I think at their worst, Burrow is better. But the thing is, is at the beginning of the year, the Bengals struggled pretty badly. I think they they started off zero and two. I'm pretty sure they lost. And they lost the Steelers. They, they lost the Steelers, and then they lost to the Cowboys with Cooper Rush, which is not a good look. But Though both of those games they struggle offensively completely. I agree, but at the same time, those were two good defenses. Football's also momentum. Like like, almost like you're talking about like Forty Niners team. Literally, what they start off three and four, three and five. Like you're talking about, it's they won eleven, and they did that last year too. They I don't remember. They went three and four last three and four five. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't. No one thought they were gonna make the NFC Championship last year. When they arguably should have won if Jukowski Hard doesn't drop that pick. But yeah, as a pick, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. But like. I think football is more of a, like it's it's how you're playing at that moment. That's like obviously like the Jags. Like if you take their season, like I remember watching the Jags beat the Ravens on that two point conversion. I was like, I can't believe the Jags just beat the Ravens. But at the end of the season, like you're like if the Jags play the Ravens, it wouldn't even like you wouldn't even have to think about who you would pick in that game. Yeah. like if they would have like matched up in the playoffs. That game, that game turned a lot around the table for the Jags for sure. But I I also think that sparked that sparked the emergence of Trevor Lawrence yeah. through that two point conversion. But 
Um, that was a good game for Zay Jones too. Yeah. But yeah, like I think football is more a game of momentum, and I think that sure. like. But it's so because both these teams are, have been playing really good at the end of the season, and they both are coming off of a very strange win. So they both have a lot of mistakes to look at to correct for this game. But I'm just t- I just like you said, I just don't know why. I feel like the Bengals are going to come out and play better. Like obviously, yeah. I think at their best, I think the Bills are the more dangerous team. I agree. That's I, why I, I have do the Bills think. Winning. But I do think the Bills are going to come out. I think there's a better chance. I don't the think Bills, either team's going to do that. I think though. there's a better chance that the Bills come out and make more. That's like. Obviously, like I said, the keys to win for both teams. So I think the Bills' keys to win is you have to get pressure on Joe Burrow. You have to sack him. You have to get them behind the chains. That's how you're gonna win. You're gonna make them punt because I don't. I don't see Joe Burrow throwing like three picks. Like you're not gonna be throwing a bunch of picks. But I can see him taking sacks and then just they're gonna be behind and they're gonna have the punt. But if you know, obviously, if you're the Bengals, you have to just get a get some turnovers, which is Josh Allen's obviously prone to do with all of the good that comes with him. You're gonna get some. Questionable throws, him trying to fit in the ball in the windows. He probably shouldn't. He's a gunslinger, so you get that sometimes. Yeah. Plus, with his running ability, he can, he's probably, he can fumble. You don't know. So, I think that those are the two keys to win. But what's your final score prediction? Um, This one's hard because I think if both teams are at their worst, the Bills are better. If both quarterbacks are at their worst, Burrow's better. Mm-hmm. If both teams are at their best, the Bills are better. Yep. Which is why... I'm just going to – it's hard to say. As you said, this is There's one of There's so games. many different scenarios how this game can play. Yeah. That's the main thing. So that's why I'm just going to go kind of in the middle here. I'm just going to go like weird score like 29-27. I'll give 29, slice. 29-27 bills. Okay, my, yeah. Okay, before I make my prediction, my question to you is, could you see this game going into overtime? This yes. being the first playoff game to play in the new yes. format. And, and then my question to you is, if it goes into overtime, who do you think has the advantage? Um – it's gonna sound stupid. I'm just gonna say whoever gets the ball first. Even though I know the format, I know the format is like is like oh yeah, the other team has a chance to challenge. I literally I think know. the first team. I think like if the Bills win the toss, they're gonna get a field goal, then get a stop, or it's gonna be the other way around. And it's just like it's just kind of weird because it's hard to say who's gonna win an overtime game. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I think I, you know, I'm gonna change my mind. If it goes to overtime, the Bengals, because I think they're better in clutch situations. I do. That's what I was. Gonna, that's why I was asking. I, 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 I think Joe Burrow is obviously. Just with the way he plays, he makes more smarter reads, and he's not going to throw a pick. But also, Josh Allen in, in clutch situations, actually, I think Loki has been very, and very suspect. This obviously, you have the outlier of the Chiefs games last year. I won't even call it an outlier. Like, you've seen that's just him playing, playing how he can play. Yeah. But I've also you've also seen him like that, like against the Jets, or, like or, like they had like multiple chances to win that game. He. Pick they, two picks. Wasn't the score like 13 to 17? Yeah, it was low score. It was, low yeah, for like sure. it was bad. I remember he, he threw that pick to Sauce Gardner when he was sitting in Arizona. He threw it right to him. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. Like, like, you've seen him make some, like, when they get into like, you've seen him make some very questionable yeah. reads. And I, I just trust, because, like, another thing to remember is obviously the Bills lost coin toss to the Chiefs and lost the game. Uh, when the game, the Chiefs and Bengals went to overtime, the Chiefs won the coin toss again and the Bengals got a pick. Yeah. It's like, and, like, I also think that I trust the. The Bengals defense to step up more in a clutch situation, um, almost on, on the other side of the ball. Even though I'm so hard to but say, that's what I'm saying. I think that the Bills have a better defense because they have better playmakers. Yeah. But when it comes to who I trust more to step up, we've seen the Bengals as a not just the offense, the whole team has stepped up. Like especially last year's Super, like they're a clutch team. And that's like if I think this yeah. game, good, like I just if it's a close game, not even just for overtime. That's what I'm getting to. If it's a close game, I that's why another reason I think the Bengals might be able to pull it out. Yeah. So my final score prediction, I'm gonna go. Give me the Bengals. I don't know how we're gonna get to the score, but I'm gonna go Bengals thirty. <laughs> I guess we're going Bengals thirty. Oh, sure. Some field goals for Evan McPherson. We're gonna McPherson's go. Leg. We're gonna go thirty, and we're gonna go. We go thirty to twenty-seven. I'm gonna say game-winning. 
field goal drive by Cincinnati. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, no, that switch randomly flipped in my head. I just remembered. I was just like, oh, yeah, the Bengals are honestly better in clutch situations. Maybe that's not even statistically true, but in my head, I just think it is. So I think I think if it goes to OT specifically, the Bengals will win. But I think if they keep it close, I think I think the Bills will probably get a stop. And kind of like what the Rams did them last year in the Super Bowl, they'll probably score a touchdown, take the lead, and then they'll just uh, hold off the Bengals on a game-winning drive. And I think that's just how the game's going to go. But yeah. it's one of those games where anything can happen. I agree. But like, well, the, like, I, like we've said before, the way I've seen Joe Burrow get stopped is – just getting pressure on him, getting yeah. sacks. Like, even the game winning, you saw Aaron Donald doing the, you know, after he got the last three, hit Joe Burrow on that fourth down play because yep. that dude was open. If he has more time, he's making the throw. You yep. see, like, the dude was open. So, I mean, that's how you beat them. They got to get pressure, and yeah, that's how the sure. Bills win, and takeaways is how the Bengals win. So, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. We'll see how it turns out. Yes. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening to this episode. You will see us next week as well. Check us out on YouTube if you're watching on there already. Thank you. The GM Sports Office podcast, the GM's Office Sports Podcast on TikTok, on Apple Podcasts, uh, all the same name, the GM's Office Sports Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys again next week.